Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking week two in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing well, how are you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, and running up the trifecta, as always, Bill Needles. How you living, Bill? I am all good. Thank you very much, sir. All right, great to have you here. Now, we'll get into how our individual teams did in a minute, but... You know, we pride ourselves coming on this podcast, um, giving gambling advice uh, or what we think is going to be advice and sometimes ends up (laughs) not being advice. And that was the case for week one of the 2023 football season. Uh, The worst performance by us, uh, by the three of us as a collective, uh, two and 13 in our our, uh, top five picks. Uh, Bill, 0 and 4. Uh, Craig one and four, me one and four, only one and four because I got I got rescued by the New York Jets. I was I definitely thought I was going zero and five week one. Needed the Jets for my lungs. It was a bad weekend. All started for me with that Texas Tech thing. I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Texas Tech on Saturday, but uh, one of the all time bad beats made Scott Van Pelt's uh, bad beat segments that uh, bad beat segment that he does with uh, uh, Stanford Steve. I absolutely love that segment. And then uh, when they posted Twitter, I was watching it and I was like, Yep, there it is. <laughs> Oh, the, that that Tech Oregon thing was bad, and that that really took uh, that funk took me into uh, Sunday, and I just I barely recovered. I like I make no mistake, I lost money on Sunday, but the damage was mitigated because I fired late on the Bucks and the Falcons, and then Monday I did something that you're not supposed to do which was I chased uh, the total on Monday. Uh, luckily, I went with the under in a game that was never close to going to going over and was pretty much like, uh, you know, once Rodgers went down and Zach Wilson jogged out, I'm like, eh, there's probably a good chance that the Bills will have to score, you know, in the 30s for this game to go over, and that never happened. Uh, even with a, an overtime touchdown, that game was never close to going over. But just... Just an awful weekend. Start for me with the tech thing. Uh, Craig, how was your Sunday? How was your first Sunday gambling-wise? Well, the Bills did score a number of points. The first syllable was thur. My Sunday, uh, the, only, the only two games I wound up actually putting real money on, I had the Saints on the money line, and I had the Falcons to cover the spread. And lo and behold... Both boys oh, came in for me. That so, was another that, one that came yeah, yeah. spread wise. That was one that came through for me. Uh, old Vrabel, old dog god Vrabel, there came through with the field goal when he should have been going for for it on fourth down to cover the, the meaningless field goal to cover the spread. Uh, I forgot to check the surrender index. Well, on my that daughter field goal. was sitting on my lap for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, and then. Oh, and then I thought that, and then I thought the the Saints were gonna do it all. It was, it was a wild emotion. And then there was the cover in the in the Cardinals game, right? Once the Cardinals got the uh, the defensive touchdown against uh, uh, oh God, uh, against the Commanders, it was like okay, they're at least covering the seven, right? And then. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Cardinals were like, I was like, oh my god, my, uh, like John, like Ron Rivera is dumb enough to kick this field goal to 
to brick the, the seven right in into the push and then and then the cardinals had and then they punted and the cardinal guy caught it on the one and i was like don't you lateral it and then luckily there was nobody there for him to lateral it too otherwise you might have thought about it and and it just went went for the you just got tackled on the one god what about you billy how, how any 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 woes you want to get off your chest <laughs> gambling wise from last weekend the usual Viking woes, uh, but I didn't end up playing a heck of a lot of money on anything. Week one, I hate. Like, I always feel like you're still trying to get a read. There's going to be a few teams that are just straight up wrong. Like, there was a few games where you look at that score and you're like, I guarantee you that will look weird come week 17. You know? Well, uh, so, I didn't yeah. do much. Let's talk about what our, what our game is for that. Because I think I, I, I have one that I hope it is and one that I think it might be. Yeah. Go ahead. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna look back on Denver, Oakland, and be. Uh, oh, at, oh, oh! You're uh, Denver, about, Las Vegas. You're talking about the potential uh, the, throw off the scent games. You know, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. So there's I think a, that there's might a, be a few. Thing. There's a few candidates. Like the Bengals only <laughs> scoring three in Cleveland is one. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I think. Yeah. I think it's gonna be though is you know if you look through kind of the the list of the games mm-hmm. i i think that, you know i i think that we're going to be pretty surprised when we look back on this season that um that the, the steelers who i think might be competent just mm-hmm. got absolutely smoked yeah i got at home now we're talking about this and he's like this might be the weird game because the Steelers got but I'm like the the thing about why I don't know if it's necessarily the game that because I think we all think the Niners are going to be really good and the Niners were just really good on Sunday so I don't yeah. like no one's going to be surprised because I think we're going to look back at the end of the year like oh the Niners are the one seed in the NFC of course they won a game by a lot of points but the Steelers are going to be better than they looked I think yeah yeah uh, are we considering and Pierce you might be better to answer this than most are we considering the Lions beating the Chiefs as something that's going to look weird in a couple weeks? I, I, not potentially, not given the history Jones of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you know, I think people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, Jones and Kelsey both didn't play, and Detroit they went uh, they went eleven and six and won the NFC North." So it's not going to look that weird, I don't think. You right? think yeah. they're going to go eleven and six? They might. That, they just played their toughest game on the whole schedule, and they won. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Where if they start losing the rest of them, we're going to look back at this and go, "That was weird." Yeah, oh, yeah. I just don't think they are going to lose the rest of them. I think they're, I think they're good. Yeah, mm-hmm. not all of them. Surely, like if if the defense, if the defense is like, you know, twelfth or to fifteenth in DVOA, if that's something that happens, I think the offense is probably going to be in the top five or six. So if you have those two things go together you're going to wind up being really, yeah, really good. That's too high for me. I'd put the offense in the top 10 to 12, maybe five or six is pretty high. I yeah, think they were like eight last year. So Yeah. It, it's tough to say. Cause like uh, nobody was really flexing their muscle offensively. Right. Cause uh, other than, other than the Dolphins chargers game, nobody really was humming. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys scored 40. That was, yeah. The Niners too. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy. Probably the, the, best. the Niners were doing whatever they like. The Niners scored on didn't the Niners score on defense as well, or they 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 create a lot of turnovers. Yeah, they uh, had the a lot of short, doing, Purdy like, had whatever, a lot of short fields in that game. Whatever, but like whatever Kyle Shanahan felt like doing, they did. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that was sure. the way that game. 
And, like, the Seahawks-Rams is another one, because, like, Matt, Matt Stafford with, with nobody's, again, was he was precise. I, he was methodical yeah, I, in that game. If I were a Seahawks fan, yeah. I would be very, very nervous about what I saw week one. Yeah. Very nervous. Let's 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 get to the games for week two, and we'll yeah. talk about these teams as we go. Exactly. If I were a Seahawks fan, I'd be concerned. Very concerned. All right. Well, here is us attempting to rebound from what was, don't get it twisted, uh, the worst performance in the history of the crossover podcast for a week. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we all have winning records over the course of the years we've been doing this podcast. So if you've been hanging with us, here's what you got to do. It, this and this this is like when you're gambling on the NFL. If you have a bad week, you just have to shake it off and move on to the next one. And conversely, if you have a great week, don't start getting your you know don't like don't start celebrating too early because you know like you just you know quiet fist pump and on to the next one because this is a like betting on the NFL is a cruel cruel mistress. All right, we head into the Thursday night game and what could be a pretty decent matchup. Uh, ya boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings head into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, and the Eagles are currently laying six and a half. This actually opened up at Philly minus seven. And uh, I think some sharp money came in uh, on the Vikings. I think that's got a little bit to do with a, you know, the Vikings ability to uh, get downfield and perhaps the back door will be open in this game. Uh total for this is 49 and a half and god i hate it when they tempt me to take the over i just hate taking overs it just takes far more character to bet unders uh <laughs> the six and a half i kind of like especially so eagles, yeah especially on thursday too um eagles beat the patriots in just a a slog fest of a game uh, a, a coaching clinic if you will between both guys trying to outdo each other unfortunately we all got hosed uh, the big matchup that we all liked was the Patriots getting four. Mac Jones runs in the two-point conversion to make it a three-point game, gets called back on the holding. They aren't able to convert it again. They lose by five when we got the plus four. Brutal. Um, yeah. Brutal. Eagles uh, get that win. Vikings, uh, I'm sorry to say this, Bill, but I fired late on on the when they were getting the six and a half and uh, not only did they win but you got put in the oven and baked by uh, Baker Mayfield uh, just a weird game because the, the, the Vikings had the ball in the red zone a lot and then had some turnovers and the Sharps and the analytics guys they, they, they're bullish on this Bucks uh, team thinking they're not going to be as bad as they are um, specifically because they, they kind of like that defense and whatnot and they, they, they showed out uh, against the Vikings, but how do you feel about your boys heading into Philadelphia on a on a short week, laying six or getting six and a half? Yeah, I mean, I think good. I, I liked a lot of what I saw last week. It, it, other than the turnovers, there wasn't that much that was painfully embarrassing. There wasn't that many penalties that I hated. The offense, like Cousins, threw for three hundred and forty four. 344 yards is going to get you more than seventeen points nine times out of ten in this league. So I didn't hate what I saw as long as you can clean up the absolutely brutal mistakes, which were the turnovers. Uh, and, and in terms of this game, spread's too high. You're on a Thursday. It's it's a short week. People are going to be playing a little more conservative, even though the Vikings, it's no longer their game. I think the Vikings can keep this one close. Backdoor certainly open in this one. Boy, would I love a W here, but I at least think they can cover the spread. 
the two most uh, high candidates for high regression that everybody was pointing out um, in terms of how the, you know the luck factor was for them last year were the Vikings and the Giants, and I say good on them for trying to squeeze a year's worth of regression into the first week of the season. <laughs> they got it so, up. Yeah, specifically yeah. the Giants. Specifically the uh, Giants, who who had some. So sorry, before you go on there, Craig. They, there was some stat I read. I don't. I wish I had it off the top of my head, but it was like no team in the history of the league had given up like, or it was like two block punts, two pick sixes, two this and that in like a season or something like that. And the Giants, Giants did it in one freaking game. And oh, it was it was some kind of brutal. I, I'll see if I can find that stat. But it's real. Anyway, uh, Eagles Vikings. Uh, your opinion, Craig? I kind of like the Vikings to cover, even though I don't like taking road teams on a Thursday. Uh, Reed Blankenship uh, and James Bradbury are both not going to play in this game for the Eagles. That's two members of their starting secondary. That is troubling. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, the Vikings center, is is out and remains remains out, and that. That kind of was a problem against Tampa Bay, and I think that was very clear. I think, but I, uh, I think like they've got a week of snaps now, right? That's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they also played their last game four days ago. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if they had a a full week of actual practice. Yeah. Um, So you look at the so they're missing two members that are starting secondary, and they're not super deep there. The Eagles aren't. Uh, So I. I think the Vikings cover, but the Eagles will score enough that they win the game. I gotta, I gotta crunch some more. No, numbers. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I gotta crunch some more numbers because I typically don't like betting Thursdays. I don't usually. I've never put Thursdays as well. That's not true. I'm sure I've done it the odd time, but I very rarely put Thursdays in as one of my five. They're, they're just too volatile. I usually like points when we're getting big lines like this. So, uh, knife to my ribs right now. I would say I would probably take the six and a half, but like stay close to my my Twitter account, I guess. To uh, find out what I'm actually doing because I, I, I probably won't know exactly what I'm doing until tomorrow morning on this one. Uh, but like knife to my ribs again, I, I, I would make it a clean sweep with, with you guys taking the plus six and a half with the Vikings because the, the back door is just so open. All right, we head to Sunday and we head to Tampa Bay to take on the who are taking on the Chicago Bears. Bucks getting the three point home bump, which to be honest. Um, analytics guys have been crunching the, the, the gambling analytics guys have crunched it and you guys will be fascinating, uh, fascinated to hear this. Apparently the home point bump isn't even worth three full points anymore. Apparently it's only worth one and a half. So that's really significant. Yeah, that's significant. Or right, so in some circles, I don't and know. Analytics if that's, ruining everything. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's necessarily true for, you know, how, you know, some of the books perceive it, but that's allegedly what it is. And it's just, it makes sense. Cause like, you know, you think about like the LA teams, right? They got no home fans whatsoever. The chargers play uh, 17 road games a year. It's strange. So I guess one and a, one and a half seems, seems a bit low to me to cut it completely in a half, but I don't know. I'm not the, the genius math guys, but here we are. Bucks are laying three against the bears. Total's only 40 and a half for this one. These are two teams that are like to get after it running-wise. Uh, I don't see how there's any way I'm not going to play the Chicago Bears this week because this just looks like a perfect spot of uh, the public perception of the Bears got hosed at home by uh, Jordan Love in his debut. 
and the Bucks went and got a victory over Minnesota in a game that was was highly watched, obviously, because of the Baker Mayfield thing. Um, I like the Bucks. I'm gonna have them. I'm I'm gonna be firing money on on Bucks games all years, but this is not gonna be the week. Um, the Chicago Bears are gonna be the pick for me, and they're of good potential to be one of my five. Craig, what say you? Bucks getting three or laying three? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Chicago. I I just I I don't know. I think that we uh, we may have gone too far with being negative about. Uh, with being negative about what happened with uh, with the Bears last week, it's just kind of a game where everything kind of got away from a couple of big plays. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm leaning Chicago. I don't I don't know if I want to be laying three on the road with this Tampa Bay team. They got to show me a little bit more before I can do that. Yeah, I just yeah. they got to figure that Chase Claypool out thing though, man. Like they might just have to cut his ass. That was that was shameful. What what he was putting on the tape uh, in, in that in that Packers game. Uh, Billy uh, Bucks laying three against the Bears. What say you? I'm all over the Bears here. Uh, I I watched enough of that Tampa Bay game to know Tampa Bay didn't win that game. The Vikings lost that game. Very big difference. Yes, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, like Tampa Bay was not a good team. You look at that score and you think, okay, they they put together a decent game. But you look at the stat lines, you watch the film, they did not play well. They just relied on the Vikings making horrible mistakes. Uh, I think Chicago makes mistakes as well, but I still think Chicago's a better team, and you're getting some points. I'm all over that. All right, so we're all over the Bears. Green Bay Packers head into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The line is currently Packers laying one on the road in Atlanta. Now, this has historically been a uh, Atlanta Falcons podcast. Craig, you were all over Atlanta uh, last week. I uh, mentioned already that I fired on them late. Uh, given the three and a half on Sunday, and it uh, helped mitigate some of the damage I had. <sighs> Unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number anymore. Uh, Atlanta opened up at plus two, and it's now plus one. The Sharps came in on the Falcons, so I hate not getting the best of the number, but I, I still don't see how you don't take the Falcons. This is this is going to be a... Um, this this is going to be a a bit of a gross one. I'm because I'm going to be betting the Falcons on year, and it's going to be it's just going to suck because I don't know if this team can catch up if the game gets away from them because Desmond Ritter can't throw the ball further than five yards down the field. He was like 15 of 18 for 12 yards last weekend, which it seems it, impossible, it's but bad. somehow happened. <laughs> it's bad, but. Man, that run-blocking scheme that they've got. And Algiers and Bijan, whoo! And then you know uh, the Packers are going to be the most public bet team this week, uh, other than perhaps the Cowboys. But like, it, it, this is a, a classic get on the Falcons, fade the public spot, and then watch the, the Falcons just try to grind this game out. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Falcons uh, getting one at home against the Packers. Yeah, I, I didn't watch enough of these teams to feel like I got a real solid read on either of them. Um, I, I think I'm leaning Green Bay here, but I'm Ooh. I'm, I'm trust Atlanta, um, but I'm not ready to trust Love either. So I, I'd like to stay away from this one entirely, but I'm leaning Green Bay Green Bay if I have to choose. Okay, uh, Craig, tiebreaker on this one then. I'm saying the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They're better, and yeah. I think that Atlanta's going to be able to really run the ball in this game. 
Uh, and I, I, I like obviously what the concern you brought up is 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 very fair, which is if Green Bay if Green Bay is up ten nothing, you're probably cooked. Yeah. But I think Atlanta's going to be able to run the ball. Yeah. All right. Next up, the Indianapolis Colts head to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, battle of uh, the rookie quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. Now, man, we were on the Colts getting the five and a half. That was another one. I don't know if it goes in the full category of bad beat, but down, what were they? They were down 11. Richardson is trying to get the ball in the end zone on the five, and he gets popped, and, and you know. <laughs> They, they make the smart decision to take him out of the game so he doesn't get hurt. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, Gardner Menchu's there with three shots to get the cover for you. And you're like, no, what is happening? <laughs> right? like, oh, it's bad. Sorry, you were saying, Craig? No, I'm just, I, uh, it was not what you want, but uh, it's uh, it's the way it went. I I just, I, I like, I like the Falcons. So, and I think they're, I think they might be one of my five again because they treated me well last week. Oh, sorry, the Colts or the Texans? Oh gosh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I uh, sorry. I was still in my head thinking about Falcons. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Falcons too. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's good. Uh, no, no. I, I want the Colts. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the, the Colts' offense is a little better than I thought. Uh, obviously, there's some not great things about Richardson, uh, but there were some really, really great things about Richardson too. And I think that at the end of the year, he's going to be the rookie quarterback that we like the best of the group. Uh, so I think that the uh, the Colts go into uh, Houston and get away. The play for me in this game is the under on the 39-and-a-half. So that's where I'm going to have most of my money on in this game is uh, under 39-and-a-half. But, uh, you know, water gun to my head, uh, I, I think I'm going to take the Texans. Uh, I think their defense is the best unit in this game. And that's like – like they were – that defense was really, really good against uh, – Baltimore and which is you know one of the reasons I wanted to take that plus 10 last week it's just the offense couldn't get anything done for for Houston so we got to wait and see what uh what CJ Shroud can do uh going forward here for these guys uh how about you Billy tiebreaker Colts Texans Colts laying one and a half on the road yeah I I think I'm going Colts here but I Happy you're not watching either of these teams. I, I think the new quarterbacks are fun, but I think there's still a lot of uh, a lot to learn there. So I, I like the idea of the under more than anything we've discussed so far, because I think there will be a lot of mistakes in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking Richardson. I feel like I, what I saw from him was a little bit better, but uh, I, I'm not sold either way because it's still very early in these careers. It, it definitely was, but Anthony Richardson's played, uh, you know, <laughs> Three, he's he played ninety eight percent of a football game right now. I in which he lost. I don't think he's supposed to be a road favorite just yet. So I'm I'm respectfully going to take the, the Houston Texans and the under in this game. Next up, this is a game with a lot of gambling implications on it. The uh, Seattle Seahawks head into Detroit to take on my boys, the Detroit Lions, coming off of one of the bigger wins in the history of the franchise facing the defending Super Bowl champions in their building uh, and coming up with a win. Yes, I know that they didn't have their second best player in Travis Kelsey. Yes, I know they didn't have their third best player slash best defensive player in Chris Jones. Yes, Kadarius Tony was a sleeper agent and dropped three extremely big passes. Yes, the Detroit Lions really only had one, uh, one or two really, really good drives, but they made the right big balls decisions in certain places. And this is a game that, given all those parameters that you that I just explained, 
the Lions just never would have got this. Would never would have got this type of victory on the road. Like just, uh, just or or just in a big primetime spot like that, they just never would have done it. I I don't want to say they've turned a leaf with this thing, but it's it's just. You know, it's just, it felt different. Because I'll tell you, when the Lions were up one and Mahomes had the ball with a buck 40 left or whatever, there wasn't a Lions fan watching that game that didn't think they were losing that game. And there wasn't a Chiefs fan that didn't think that Mahomes wasn't going to go down there and at least get three in the lead, right? So, and, and he should have on the first play. It's just Kadarius Tony dropped it, right? So. The only person pulling for Kansas City who didn't think the Chiefs were going to pull it out was Kadarius Tony because he obviously had something else on the yeah. yeah, that that was that was something else. He, like in the spots too were so bad. But Sky Moore had uh, oh. Sky Moore uh, had a couple of big drops too. So Tony's were so high profile that it took the heat off of Sky Moore too. Like it's just you know the Chiefs hubris with their with, with the way they've treated their wide receiver room over the last couple of years, thinking they can just kind of bring in anybody, came back to bite them. And I'm glad the Detroit Lions were the beneficiary of something like that uh, for a while. That said, conversely, the Seattle Seahawks had a home game against the Rams and were picked apart surgically by Sean McVay and Matt Stafford when Stafford had nobody, uh, like, I don't know, I, I, I didn't know any of those guys that, 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 that he was chucking the ball to that day. He certainly didn't have Cooper Cup. That, that was bad. Um <sighs> The Seahawks were getting six. You're playing the six because this is a, a a classic good team who just had a double-digit division loss at home going on the road, looking to bounce back against a team that had a, a, a huge win in a primetime matchup that everybody saw to open up the season. The public is going to be on the Detroit Lions. You've got to take the Seattle Seahawks here from gambling-wise. I will. This is not an emotional hedge. I'm like... I'm sorry. I love the Detroit Lions, but like I'm most loyal to my wallet. Uh, I'm taking the plus six and a half. The hesitation you have taking the Seahawks is was Geno Smith a a a one year wonder, and now he has a giant bag and is taking the money and run and taking the money and running as as per the song. Craig, what say you on this? The Lions currently laying five and a half, so you're not even getting the best number anymore with the Seahawks. Gene- Geno Smith also didn't look very good at the end of November, into December, and in the playoffs. Also true. So now all of a sudden we have Geno Smith looking pretty good for the first half to three quarters of last season. And that's the only time Geno Smith looked good, and the guy's been in the NFL for a decade. (laughs) Mm. So it makes you wonder, what was the real, you know what I mean? What's the real deal with Geno Smith? And I'm not sure that the answer can be, well, we know he's good. I don't think we know that. I don't think we know that at all. So I would be worried about taking Geno Smith on the road against a team that I think is pretty good. Uh, th- this line's all over the place in a bunch of different books. Uh, it's it's uh, you can get it like I, I've seen it at four. So oh. it's uh, it's that, it's a weird it's a in. weird line. The Sharps are on the Seahawks. I can tell you that right now. There's The public will be on Detroit. Yes. This is going to be a pros-Joes game. The pros will be on the Seahawks. The public will be on the Lions Does now. Is Gino going to stick it? Off? Yeah. Does Detroit it's, having 10 days off move you at all? Uh, no, because, again, this is a, a – it's great. I like Dan Campbell. Like, the speech he had at the end when he was – like, after the game when he goes, now we all know when we get back – 
we got to clean some shit up. <laughs> but until then, enjoy it, right? You know, like like he's he's the all time like like one of the all time raw raw guys with the speeches and stuff, and and he's making some smart uh, smart decisions, and and he's he's being gutty when he has to, and uh, I like the going for it on the fourth and two to win the game rather than putting the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand. They just they got to stop calling that wide receiver screen on on like when there's two yards to gain, just like, yeah, they, put they the ball, that use that offensive team, line. Right. Like, Ooh. And yeah. I'll tell you this, like the, the, the Manning era Broncos, they use that play a ton. Yeah. They use that a ton, but I, I just, I, I just like, but you guys had giant, on that team had giant receivers. And right? they also like, had Mary, like they had Demarius Thomas, like Amon Ross St. Brown, nice player, but he's not Demarius Thomas with the ball, you know? No, he's, he's, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not, he's not a bruiser. He's, he's a, he's a brilliant route runner. And that's, you know, I mean, his size is why 12 guys get drafted before him or whatever. And they mention that every time the Lions freaking play that he's memorized <laughs> the names of all the guys kind of getting sick of that story. Um, but from a gambling perspective, I'm on the Seahawks. Uh, Craig, what say you, what's your official stance on this one? I'm staying away, but if I have to, I'm seeing if I can find one of those lower number Detroit lines and doing it that way. Okay. Uh, I don't really trust have... the Seattle. I don't. I, I just think they looked really bad week one, and and they they they've looked bad for a little while here. So uh, yeah. give me give me Detroit. All right, uh, Billy. What say you, Seahawks Lions? Yeah, I'm on the Seahawks. I I think like Matt Stafford carved them up real nice. Goff can't do that like he did. Um, and I also think that Detroit, you guys have more faith in Detroit than I do. Um, I'm still taking the points. I? I think <laughs> at the very, I have more faith in Detroit than you do. I don't know if Pierce yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce went from having no hope to having some, and I hated yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and even that, it's like a thimble's worth of hope where I'm just like, ah, I don't want to, I just, I don't want to do it. <laughs> See this uh, I'm on yeah. I don't think they'll be. Uh, I don't think golf will be able to carve them up as bad as they got last week. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on, Chargers Titans. Uh, unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number anymore. Uh, this line opened up uh, Titans plus three and a half. It's currently Titans three, Chargers think three on the road. Um, Vrabel, what can I say? Uh, I, he's the dog god, man. He he got it done with that field goal. Uh, this is going to be the biggest public dog of the week, which is why it's not going to be one of my five, but I'll probably have a little bit of a sprinkle on the... I, I, well, that's a fib. I already do have a sprinkle, but I got the, the, the hook, uh, which is no longer there. Um, I mean, Chargers scored points, but here was the weird thing about that game. They didn't chuck the ball downfield uh, as much as we thought they would. Um given the new offensive coordinator and whatnot, I, I was I was legitimately expecting like the first two plays to just be, all right, let's introduce this new era uh, to Chargers fans, if there are any. And it was just going to be play action. Herbert chucks the ball 40 yards downfield just to say, we're going to be doing this from time to time, you guys. Uh, but it, it didn't go down. Herbert looked good. Uh, from, from the Chargers side, Herbert looked good, but... Man, it's getting into the thing where it's like, can this guy get it, get it done? When can can he get it done when it's time to nut up, right? Because um, when it was time to nut up, it was intentional grounding, sack, incompletion, game over. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, conversely, looked about as dreadful as any quarterback uh, taking the field on Sunday. 
that is somewhat scary. Oh, but Daniel Jones. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Daniel Jones didn't even have a chance to play good football. So I personally am not a Daniel. I personally am. I'm not a Daniel Jones believer, but I know he's, he, that like, I'm not going to take what happened to him in that, in that uh, Dallas Cowboys game and hold it against him. And I am, I am not a Daniel Jones guy. Uh, I think there was a mistake paying him all that money. But he, like I said, he didn't get a chance to play football on, on Sunday. And so, the fact that they left him in to, there it's hard to get to be an effective NFL too. quarterback, Michael Parsons is just like in your face the entire night. That, yeah, it, yeah. So but that that one, I'm not gonna hold again. I'm not gonna hold that one against Daniel Jones it, 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 when I when I go through my Daniel Jones hate. Um, I, I think I think I'm still on the Titans here because man, the Chargers as a I know the Chargers play road games every day, week, but the Chargers as a true road fa- as a true road favorite in Tennessee against Vrabel, who can grind these guys out, and the and the Chargers defense was Swiss cheese, and I know that uh, the Titans aren't going to be able to take advantage of it through the air quite like the Dolphins were, but come on now, like they they might be able to run all over this this this. Swiss cheese defense the Chargers have. Billy, what do you think? Chargers laying three on the road. I think I think I'm taking the points here. I I, I don't see okay. it. Yeah, like I, I don't see this being that high flying. I, I know the defense struggled last week against Miami, but you, you're right. I don't think Tannehill can. I mean, Tua is not my favorite either, but I still don't think Tannehill can do that. Uh, so I think you see a little bit more conservative. So I think you can take the points. All right. Uh, Billy and I are both on the Titans. Craig, what say you? Titans for me too. Make it a sweep. Titans are going to be one of my five. Oh, okay. I love it. All right. Uh, Baltimore Ravens heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are laying three and a half with the Hawk. Um, every single gut instinct that I have tells me that this is a creamy middle spot to take the uh the 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 Cincinnati Bengals this is a divisional Mm -hmm. matchup you've got the home team coming off getting a a, coming off an embarrassing double digit loss to the to another division rival uh you've got the Baltimore Ravens in the Burrow era yeah in the Burrow era they've played the the Ravens very well Sure, yes, the Cleveland Browns sure have, yep. but like that—that that was no, 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 that... no, 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 no. The, the Bengals. Oh, sorry, played the Ravens. Play, Bengals nice. played the Ravens. Right. Yes, and the Baltimore Ravens are heading on the road after a double-digit home victory. Uh, every single gambling adage and instinct is telling me uh, to lay the three and a half with the Bengals, and I know I'm going to. It's not going to be one of my five, but in the side. I will be on the Bengals, and I am going to say that I'm on the Bengals on this podcast. But I'm worried. I'm worried that Joe Burrow is a little bit more hurt than he is letting on, and it's going to take this Bengals uh, team till you know it might take Burrow and the Bengals till about week three or four before they start getting right. Uh, so I could see the Bengals going to zero and two, and everybody just panicking, and them ultimately being all right once uh, we've played uh, eighteen weeks. Um. I'm going to be on the Bengals, but I got to tell you, I'm worried about about what uh, what Burrow looked like in Week One, health wise, because he did not look great to me. Uh, Craig, what do you say? Bengals laying the hook. It was a weird rainy day in Cleveland. I I think you just kind of write that off as uh, 
as a bizarro game unless you see it again. But I'm I'm definitely taking the Bengals here. They're also one of my five. Uh, you can find it in, at three in some spots too if you look. Oh, that's juicy. Um, that's a juicy half point. Uh, what say you, Billy? Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, looking on paper, I I feel like this is the Bengals, but I watched enough of that game where that was not a game where you saw that glimmer of hope every once in a while. We are like, okay, I see. They are the usual. Bang. They looked bad cover to cover for 60 minutes. It, it's really hard to bet on that team after watching that performance. You can assume they're going to regress to the mean, which as bad as they were, I'm sure they will. I, Positive I think, regression. Positive regression. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Uh, I, I think it's got to be. Bengals here because I just can't believe they're as bad as they played last week. So you take the Bengals, normally you'd be looking at a much higher line, but because of the bad week, it's a little bit lower. All right. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders coming off a somewhat stunning upset of Craig's beloved uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, head into Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number, but another classic uh, Matt, I know the Bills have the short week, but the Raiders probably won their Super Bowl on Sunday. The Bills chucked it away. It opened up at, at Buffalo minus eight and a half. Uh, Sharps bet it up to nine, now to nine and a half. I'm still laying the points with the Bills. I, I think they're going to blow out the Raiders. They're going to be PO'd. Josh Allen's not going to have four turnovers again. Josh Allen's got to figure some ish out, though. I, I Or maybe this is just something where you take... Because, honestly, the worst play of that game, for me, from a Josh Allen perspective, the thing that would drive me nuts if I was a coach is not even... Because, like, he had three interceptions. Two of them were technically arm punts, so I'm not pissed off about that. The fumble was a bad snap. Those will happen. It is what it is. It's week one. You figure those aren't going to be happening, you know, week, you know, eight, nine, ten. The... The one play where he scrambled to his left and there were three Jets defenders around him and he was seven yards from getting the first down and he jumped in the air and let three and let three friggin' uh, Jets defenders do the Dudley Boys 3D to him in the middle of the in the middle of the field. I was like, what are you doing? Slide. Like I, I don't that that's the play that that's the thing that would piss me off uh, if I was you know McDermott I'd be like dude you've got to knock that shit off uh, Sick the, back like, from the first down marker like it, it was a yeah. dumb yeah yeah see he was six yards away it was ridiculous on a third down it's like I don't know what you're doing that that was the thing but anyway uh, Bills I think are gonna obliterate them bounce back game like I said Raiders uh, just probably won their Super Bowl I they're not going into into Buffalo and, and getting a road win or anything. I, I've realized the back door will be open for this, but I, I don't care. I think I think this is going to be the biggest blow of the week. Uh, let's say you, Billy. Buffalo currently laying nine and a half. Yeah, I hate those high lines, but watching that Buffalo game, like I, I think it was like they played pretty well for the most part. There was just those really bad interceptions. And yes, two of them were just deep balls. You might as well have punted. Uh, but it was just, it, it seemed not very well organized. I think they're going to come in a lot better against Vegas. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball with ease. I think they're going to run up the score. Um, is it enough to lay that many points? I'm going to say probably not. I'm still taking Buffalo, but I'm staying away from this one in terms of my five. That's for sure. Uh, what say you, Craig Raiders, Bills? Give me the Bills. I think that they are going to come out and just go uh, – just – 
just go hog wild here. They're going to be mad, and the Raiders aren't any good. Yeah, agreed. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate, Kansas City Chiefs head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. This should be a pretty fun one. Uh, unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number, although I believe we are still sort of getting the best of the number. This opened up at Chiefs minus 3. I got on the Chiefs minus 3. I think so. some of the Sharps came in on the Chiefs minus 3, and we are now getting the hook uh, with the 3.5. And, and I'm here to tell you, I think you should get the Chiefs now, even with the 3.5. Well, I don't know. I don't feel as glorious about it with the 3.5. But once Travis Kelsey gets announced, this is going to be 4, 4.5. So if you believe in the Chiefs, get it now, because uh, I, I, for all indications that we have, Travis Kelsey is going to play. It just hasn't been officially announced yet, and when it is, this is going up to you're going to be in the Vegas zone with four and a half. Uh, I like what the the Jags did. I mean, it's I don't like laying points on the road, but if you're going to do it, you're going to do it with Mahomes, who uh, when the Chiefs win, they don't tend to blow teams out. They tend to win games uh, by you know like five six points, which is weird. So when they're given the high lines, you always want to take the points. They're only laying three on the road. Jacksonville got a big win to start the season. Kansas City's got extra rest. They're coming off a big loss at Arrowhead. They're gonna want. They're not gonna want to go zero and two and hear anybody talking that crap. So uh, I, I expect both of these teams to be one and one at the end of this game. And I'm, I'm I already have money on the three, and I would still think about laying it with the three and a half before it gets to four and a half with the once it's announced that Kelsey's playing. Craig, what say you? Jaguars, Chiefs. Uh, I, I'm kind of leaning Jacksonville. Interesting. Jags are a pretty good team, I think. Jags are a pretty good. Jags are a pretty good team. I, I'm, I'm gonna get three points to bet them at home. I think that's all right with me. I know that Kansas is coming off the ten days off, and they're they're gonna have Jones back, and it looks like they're gonna have Kelsey back. But I'm I'm kind of leaning Jags. I just I think that they're gonna be able to score in this game, uh, and score enough that this is close, and I want the three points if that's the case. Oh, and Chris Jones will also be a participant in this game, so we know that much too. So that'll be a that'll be a boon to the Chiefs. I, I just like I said, the, the, like the the Chiefs probably should have won that Monday that that Thursday nighter, but didn't because of the drops. Uh, I expect Kadarius Tony to have some sort of stickum gloves for this game. He probably catches a big touchdown, and uh, Chiefs get back to business. Billy tiebreaker on this one. It's the Chiefs for me. Um, I, I think you're right, Craig. I think Jacksonville is going to be able to move this ball. Well, I think that offense looked pretty good, uh, against the chargers defense or sorry, against, uh, last week. Uh, but mm-hmm. Kansas city's defense, I don't think it's that great. I, I, I think you're going to get into a scoring contest here. I'm just pretty confident that with Kelsey back, Mahomes will win the scoring contest by more than three. So I don't know what the over is. What are we talking, like 55? Like, it's got to be pretty high here. 51 and a half. 51 and a half? I'd take Mm -hmm. that. I don't think anybody's stopping anybody this week. So I'm taking Kansas City because at the end of the day, I think they will score more, but I think everybody's scoring. All right. Uh, Marquee matchup for the 1 o'clock slate. Easily Bengals-Ravens. Craig, what's the Scott Hansen game for the 1 o'clock this week? Oh, it's Bears-Buccaneers. Okay. Um, why Bears Buccaneers over, say, a Colts Texans for me? Yeah, I'd go Colts Texans. Mm-hmm. I think that the two rookie quarterbacks uh, are more interesting than Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields. That is extremely fair, and I think I think you made the right decision uh, ultimately on that one. But it, it was between those two, right? It was or it was Packers Falcons a uh, uh, consideration as well? Uh, no, no, Packers Falcons. I didn't think about. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. see more Jordan Love. Uh, right. Game of the week, though, like or the game 
the game of the window is obviously Kansas City Jacksonville, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I had Bengals Ravens, Kansas City Jacksonville. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, all right, so you're going Chief. Okay, so I'm going Bengals Ravens, and you're going Chiefs Jacksonville. Billy, uh, what, between those two, what do you have as the marquee matchup that you're looking forward to the most? I want to see the Ravens and Bengals play more, but I think Kansas City and Jacksonville is going to be more of a fireworks show, and that's always fun. So mm-hmm. I, I like those teams better in Cincinnati and Baltimore, but Kansas City and Jacksonville is going to be more fun. So I'm going to say Cincinnati, Baltimore, because I prefer. All right. Uh, four o'clock slate. First up, the San Francisco 49ers are heading into Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who had a precise, methodical, as I keep calling it, uh, victory uh, over both of these teams, won and won with relative ease. Rams won a. Uh, uh, divisional game, so that was a little bit more juicy for them. And the 49ers went on the road and picked apart uh, the preseason favorites that were the Pittsburgh Steelers. The current line for this is 49ers laying eight. Uh, I don't see how I'm not going to be taking the plus eight with the Los Angeles Rams here, just based simply on the fact that these two teams never play blowout games. And McVay has, in the past... Uh, had the number of the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the points in a game that I, ooh, excuse me, that I think the Niners will win, but uh, it'll be, it'll be close. Uh, so uh, yeah, give me the, uh, give, give me, give me the, give me the Rams. Give me the plus, give me the plus eight. Craig, what say you? Yeah. Rams for me too. Um, I, 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 I just think they'll be able to make this close. I know the Niners coming off of an awesome game where they really uh, blew out a team, but I think the Rams will be able to make this close enough. All right. Uh, Billy, Niners laying eight in Los Angeles. How do you feel? Yeah, Rams for me. I, I think the Niners are coming off a big W, but I don't think the Steelers played well at all. I think part of that was the Niners being a great team, no doubt about it. Part of that was the Steelers not being able to get their stuff together. Uh, I think the Rams are a much better team than the Steelers. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. And if you're telling me I got an extra eight points and the Rams are going to score a couple times, uh, San Francisco would need a lot to win that by eight. So I'm taking the Rams. All right. New York Giants headed to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Giants are laying five and a half. Two of these te- these two teams – uh, two of the weirder performances, obviously. I'm not, I'm, I'm, if, if you're the New York Giants, uh, betting wise, playing wise, whatever wise, you're just taking that, the tape of that Sunday night game and you're just, uh, throwing it in the trash and you're moving on, uh, cause that, that was not a real football game, unfortunately. Uh, or, or it's not a football game you can discern any, anything from, uh, other than that the Dallas Cowboys defense is very, very good. Um, Giants are laying five and a half. This opened up at Giants minus four and a half on the road, and it has been slowly bet up by the Sharps to minus five and a half. Um, the five and a half is I um at five and a half. I still think about taking the New York Giants. I'm not going to because um, we're not getting the best of the number anymore. But if it hits six, I mean that's pretty much the point where I'm going to start thinking about taking the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and that, that's pretty much my thoughts on this game is there's no value in it right now, but if it hits six or higher, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to start coming in on the Cardinals. Uh, what do you think uh, on this one? Billy? Yeah, I think, I think the Giants got to be a better team, but no, you can't, you can't lay that many with the Giants after what happened last week. I'm taking the points. 
and I'm not thinking too hard about the teams. Um, taking the points and moving on, trying not to watch this game. All right. Uh, Craig, how about you? Points, I guess. But I don't want to. It's, <laughs> the, the, the more time I spend thinking about this, the worse it gets. Uh, fair. <laughs> yeah, That's I, a fair I'm, statement. I'm, okay. ta- <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals, but I don't want anything yeah. to do with this. If this was 1 o'clock, I'd say it's got hit for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunately it's it's out of Scott Hansen range, unfortunately, and we got to have five or above to officially five or above four uh, four o'clock games to uh, officially de- declare a Scott Hansen game. Uh, next up, Jets, Cowboys. Before we get into the nuances of this game, let's talk about that that Jets roller coaster of emotions that happened. My God, uh, four plays from Aaron Rodgers blows out his Achilles. I'm sitting there with all these Jets tickets going, well, now I'm screwed. Zach Wilson is 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 apparently going to be the guy of the future. Obviously, everybody, we were all getting off our Tom Brady jokes, as we should have been. Uh, and, I mean, they probably at least put it, like, like, they might not have hit send, but they at least put Tom Brady's number in the phone and hovered their finger over over that green phone button, right? <laughs> like, and, then, and then eventually we're like, no, don't do it. <laughs> like, Oh man, just the Jets. Good God, I, I, is it? Did did Namath just like sell his soul for that one Super Bowl? And the Jets have just been having to live with this ever since then. But like, man, I, I mean, oh, it was something else. They had the doink, the the the, the, the and then the the walk off field goal from the guy who who was a subject of heart knocks. I mean, it was a very, the way that game ended, it was a very good case for Arian Foster and the NFL is scripted people, right? Like just the, just the way that ended on nine 11 of all things. It was just, did you, did you see, uh, um, did you see uh, the, the Tom Brady video that he made about the NFL scripted? Uh, no, I said, uh, no, he, he said, he said, do do people really think the NFL is scripted? Would I have actually gone along with a script in which I lose two Super Bowls to some guy's little brother? <laughs> yeah, that's a great bit. Good job, Tom Brady. I, I am not liking, I, I got to tell you, I am not liking this weird, funny Tom Brady that we're getting. He's being funny in commercials with the Manning brothers and stuff. They, they're, yeah. they're humanizing this guy, and I, I don't care for it, is what yeah. I'm saying. But yeah. seriously, he he should get in the boost with the with the Manning cast guys. It, it should literally be the, the both Mannings and uh, and and Tom Brady. Um, uh, that would be a lot of fun, <laughs> I think. I believe that, um, would, that would account for uh, almost 20% of the Super Bowl rings in NFL history if those three guys were <laughs> together. Yeah, God, that, that's so sweet. Um, if you have any, conversely, the Cowboys just absolutely fustigated the Giants again. Just the no-effing way game for the Giants. The no-effing way game to end all no-effing way games for the for the New York Giants on Sunday night. Um, the Cowboys, this line opened up at Cowboys minus 10. I mean, they, they ripped this game off the board. Here's the beauty, okay? They didn't rip it off the board fast enough, and I was able to get the under in this game for the under 45 and a half. Um, when they reposted the game, it was 42 and a half, and now it's 38 and a half. So the Sharps came in on the under before it was 44 and a half, uh, but when it was 42 and a half. So th- this game has moved a full six points based on on elements that that have uh, are you know beyond some of our control. 
Um, it opened up when they reposted it. Uh, Cowboys minus 10. Uh, it was nine minus nine and a half. And now it is settled at Cowboys minus nine. This is the hold your nose play of the week, gentlemen. Uh, Cowboys with all the hype. Jets with all of the, the, the I don't know, anti-hype uh, is what I'm going to phrase it. But this Jets defense is good duh, with a capital period. Uh, and I think this Jets team can cover the nine on their own. Um, but it's not going to be pretty. Um, speaking of the Manning cast, there was one play last night. Because the Manning cast we can't even get in Canada anymore. Because, well, you got to pay for a subscription to get the Manning count, which is gross. TSN Plus, yeah. Uh, it's gross. Um, it was much better when it was on TSN 2. Anyway, um, the there's one play. I don't know if you saw this clip, Craig, but, Craig, but there's one play where Zach Wilson takes the snap and then he starts running for his life. And Peyton Manning has this makes this face as if the actions that Zach Wilson are making as a quarterback, as a professional quarterback in the National League, or in the National Football League, are physically causing Peyton Manning harm. Like he had this fa- he had this he had this look in his face like I am disgusted watching this man be allowed. He was so mad at Zach Wilson when you yeah. he was like what he was into these like he's running backwards like oh great we're running backwards good idea like yeah I, I when, when yeah. he gets annoyed at the like the best is when he gets annoyed at the offensive play calling but the second best is when he gets annoyed at the competence and execution. Yeah, but, but like, here's the dirty little secret. I, I know Zach Wilson wasn't great. I know he was bad. I know Garrett Wilson had one of the most amazing catches in NFL history on a goal line fade. Why are you throwing a goal line fade? Goal line fade? Fuck, I hate the goal line fade so much. And then they throw a goal line fade to Garrett Wilson, who, for all the things he is, he's not tall. And then you throw a goal line fade with Zach Wilson. Well, not NFL tall. Uh, you throw the goal line fade with Zach Wilson, and then Garrett Wilson has to play both DB and wide receiver on the same play where he blocked the, the, the Bills D-back from intercepting it with a tremendous defensive play, pulled it back to himself, bobbled it, and then stuck it in his right hand. God damn, that was a hell of a catch. Uh, that ended up being more or less the game-winning – well, I guess it wasn't the game-winning catch because of the, uh, the, the walk-off. But, um, yeah, like the dirty little secret about Zach Wilson and the running backwards – he saved like four sacks by doing that. Yes. Um, which was, you know, <laughs> like that was that wasn't something like Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to do that. Those were going to be Bills sacks. Like, like if you were one of them sack prop betters, you kind of wished uh, Aaron was still in there because uh, the Bills would have had uh, probably three or four more sacks uh, on on the ticket that day. But um, man, th- this is just a, a absolute. This is the we have the hold your nose game of the week. This is a, a the hold your nose to end all hold your noses. Trust that uh, Jets defense uh, and, and believe that they that Garrett Wilson is going to haul something in, and you're going to cover this. Uh, you're going to cover this nine and a half. Uh, Craig, what are your opinions on this? And then go ahead and tell everybody about that glorious uh, Jets related bet that you made uh, a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, I think that I would want the Cowboys here. Just the Jets are coming off a weird week. And the Cowboys just give me their defense. And the 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 strength weaknesses line up. The, the Cowboys' problem is the tackles. Uh, the Cowboys, rather. The Jets' problem is their tackles. That is, this is not oh. the team you want to be playing. You have a problem. No. Um, so give me the Cowboys in this game. I bet Robert Sala at uh, plus 
16 or 1700, one of the two, uh, to uh, be coach of the year. And I feel as though if the if the Jets go 10 and 7, I'm going to get it. Yeah, seriously, it could happen. I mean, they, they, their first like four games are basically the most brutal part of their schedule. And then after that, it gets a they, 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 there's brighter days ahead for the New York Jets. If, if But don't tell their fans that because I don't think they're uh, – <laughs> they're hearing that. They're, I don't think they're hearing that these days. But uh, yeah, the 38 and a half, I still don't love it, but that's probably still an under for me. Thank God I got the 44 and a half before they ripped the game off the board. Uh, Billy, tiebreaker on this one. I'm on the Jets. I'm, I'm taking the points. Craig's laying the points. You're the tiebreaker. Jets, it's too many points. Uh, Dallas obviously did some damage last week, but the Jets looked pretty good. Um, so this is too many points for, I don't think Dallas is a particularly good team. Um, and I think the jets were looking pretty good. So it, this seems really hiding. I would have put this line at six, six, five, uh, way too high. Give me those points. All right. Next up, last game of the four o'clock slate, Washington commanders, man, this is not a good four o'clock slate. I guess, I guess Rams Niners will be these, uh, jets. Cowboys was obviously ripped away from us with the, with the Rogers thing. Uh, commanders headed to Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos who are given the hook this week, uh, coming off uh, a tale of two halves with, uh, with, with those two teams. Um, I'm telling you, I want to lay the three and a half with the Broncos, but there's no value right now. But uh, water gun to my head, I'm I'm uh, I'm laying the points with your Broncos. Uh, what say you on uh, the uh, the loss to the Raiders and the beginning of the uh, Sean Payton era, and how you feel about laying the three and a half against Washington? I think they'll beat Washington. I can I think you can lay the three and a half. Look, the offense looked good. I know that you look at 16 points and say, well, maybe it didn't. But you had two missed kicks in there, which, like, what the fuck, Sean Payton? That was the kicker you brought in. Uh, you <laughs> no. said you knew this guy. You vouched for it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you had the two, missed, uh, the two missed kicks, which wasn't great. Uh, and there wasn't – this was a game where there weren't a lot of – there were, were not very many possessions because both teams had long, sustained drives. Offense looked pretty good. Uh, the defense couldn't do a goddamn thing on third down. They had so many third downs that were just really, really bad. So uh, that was frustrating, to say the least. Uh, I think the defense will be better, though, uh, especially especially now. Uh, give, me, uh, give me Denver this week. Uh, Billy, uh, how about you? Broncos laying, getting, laying the hook against the Commanders. Yeah, I, I agree that the the offense looked pretty good. Like Russell Wilson was twenty seven for thirty four. Like it, it was just really long, boring drives, uh, no interest at all. But it, they did look competent. Uh, Russell didn't look like he was running for his life, which I feel like the last couple seasons he hasn't looked great in the pocket there. Uh, so I think Denver's gonna get right. Which means I think they're probably better than Washington. So I, I'm taking Denver at home here. Um, I, I think they're a better team, but we'll have to see. I think the jury's still out on that. We're still early, but I'm going Denver for now. All right. Uh, Sunday night are pretty good one. Tua and the new look and the uh, well, I guess they're not new look. Tua and the high flying Miami Dolphins head into New England to take on the Patriots. The Patriots who played the game that we thought they were going to play uh, a nice slow grinded game uh, where they kind of slow down the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the high powered uh, Eagles on offense. Um, uh, fortunately, a holding call and a two point conversion away from covering. I don't 
see why this is not going to repeat itself. This opened up at two and a half, and I love that we're getting the three now with the Patriots. Um, I, I, I'm going to repeat. Basically, my analysis for this game is the exact same as it was for last weekend. I th- for last week, unfortunately, we, we got hosed on the, the two-point conversion. But uh, I'm ready to double down to the New England Patriots getting three points at home uh, against uh, in a divisional matchup. So a, a, a home dog in a divisional matchup. Uh, and, I, you know, it's Bill Belichick back to the drawing board, uh, getting a slow grinding game, making sure that, that the, the Tua and the Dolphins and keeping the ball away from Tyreek Hill a little bit better than the Chargers can, I would imagine. Um, give me the Patriots plus the three. They're definitely going to be one of my five. Uh, Craig, what say you on this one? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going the same way. I, I just don't know. I, there's going to be some stuff that this Miami defense, uh, Miami offense rather has a hard time with the Belichick through that. I guarantee you that. So I'm, uh, I'm leaning Patriots too. All right. Uh, Billy, uh, what say you Patriots getting three at home against the Dolphins? I think the, the biggest advantage the Dolphins had last week was the Chargers deciding not to cover anyone ever. Uh, I, I think New England is going to do even a somewhat competent job uh, in the secondary. And that's all you would need to at least slow them down a little bit. Like they were just playing catch out there last week. Uh, I got to go New England here because I think Miami's a little hyperinflated by a week that they didn't look as good as it seemed on paper. Yeah, I... Uh... God, the Dolphins are just so fucking fun to watch play football, though. This That is a really fun team to watch uh, play the game, for sure. Um, all right, uh, we head to Monday night. Two Monday nighters this week. We are, we're, we're double dipping. They're doing that weird double dip thing, but there's no West Coast start time. They're doing the 7-15 and the 8-15. So the 7-15 game, the New Orleans Saints head into Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, Saints get a weird... Uh, victory over the Titans, uh, 16-15. We, weird game. Both offenses not looking too good. Quarterback play a bit sussy from both. Um, Panthers getting three at home. Um, I mean, we knew that Bryce Young was small, but, man, he looked like Doug Flutie small in that in that first game. Um that was I, why I wanted. That's why I said that if I had the first pick, I think I would have gone with C.J. Stroud. And and obviously the yeah. the Panthers did a lot more of the due diligence there than I did. But just mm-hmm. guys of that size have never succeeded as NFL quarterbacks before. And the rules are different now than mm-hmm. they were even 15 years ago when it comes to how you can treat NFL quarterbacks, of course. But geez, they were like they they they're betting on him being outlier as far as guys his size being successful and yeah there was there is some evidence of that on uh, on Sunday for sure. This isn't a game I'm gonna have too much money on, but I think water gun to my head I'm gonna I'm gonna take the three with the Panthers because I think this is a a classic spot of a home team or or of a of a team coming home uh, divisional matchup. Got blown out like ten, lost, lost uh, like ten, lost by ten points at home, or lost by ten points last week, facing a team that that squeaked one out, that are now on the road and are uh, road favored in a divisional matchup. I, I'm just going back on the old adages for this one, but I'm not going to have a ton of money in. This is going to be one of my my my, my highly bet games. It's going to be, uh, but I'm but I'm taking the three. Uh, Billy, what say you? Panthers uh, getting three at home. Uh 
Saints? Like the Panthers are bad enough, right? And the Saints are competent. Um, I'm not passionate either way on this one. I think the Saints are, are better enough that they should be able to cover this. Uh, but I don't like it being in Carolina. So I'm going Saints, but not loving it. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one? Saints, I feel the same way. Uh, I just think they're better. Like, they're they're better. I, I And I'm not high on this Panther team, and I know some people are, but I'm just uh, I'm not. I'm not. I just I, I I'm not high in the Panthers either. I just think if you're ever going to take them, this is probably the spot to do so. Again, like I said, uh, the the classic uh, ten point team that lost and looked like crap coming home. And, like the public will be on the Saints in this one, right? So you gotta fade the public in this one, in my opinion. Go with the Panthers, even though it's it's not going to be pretty, especially in a prime time spot where everybody will be looking to get right on. Uh, no, uh, JC Horn. Yes, that is no. No, not foreign for this game is a problem. Very big problem. Very big problem. Uh, That's, you know, they're going to be a bit. Yeah. But you know the public is going to be betting the Saints after having a bad game on Sunday trying to get right on Monday, right? Like, yes. you, you know they're going to be coming in on the Saints. Um, well, if so, last game. If you want to bet the Panthers, you should wait then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Monday. get an extra point See or whatnot blind for sure. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Browns Steelers. This line opened up at Browns minus two on the road, and sharp money came in on the Browns at the minus two. You guys, it's minus two and a half now. Um, Steelers were the preseason darlings. I bought into the, the hype a little bit, obviously, but we did discuss that there's a potential that the Steelers getting beat as badly as they did ends up being the like. Uh, the, the throw off the scent game of week one, or has the the hype gone too far, and um, we just don't know that the, the uh, about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, man, uh, the uh, Browns look good though, but that that was in the rain. This is the Steve. This is another divisional matchup. I'm 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 on the Browns. I'm not getting the best of the number, but I'm I'm, I'm probably laying the points on on. I'm hoping to have a nice. Uh, I'm hoping to have a nice Sunday. That way I don't have to come in on these two games too too hard because I don't I don't feel super strong on this one, but I'm going to have a little bit, a few shekels, if you will, on the uh, on the Cleveland Browns uh, laying points on the road in Pittsburgh. I can't believe I'm saying that. Billy, what about you? Steelers getting two at home. Yeah, it's the Browns for me. I mean, the Browns looked really good last week. The Steelers looked really bad. You're not having to sacrifice a heck of a lot to get the Browns in this scenario. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh has done enough to warrant them beating the Browns, even if it isn't Pittsburgh. I, I think it's got to be the Browns. Craig, what say you on this one? Uh, yeah, I think it's Browns. I, I, I know I said that the Steelers are, are better than they showed on Sunday, and they, they, they are. But I think that the Browns might be good. And, and, and I know that it's, it's awkward to talk about it, but that was the best football game. And, and it wasn't perfect by any means, but if you could factor in conditions and things along those lines, that's the best football game we've seen Deshaun Watson play in a little while. Yes, yes, very true. Yeah. And by a little true. while, I mean, like, since before he was suspended for that long. Uh, yeah, for, and for what he did. Um, all right, uh, before we get into our, our uh, five picks, which uh, hopefully we do better, it's uh, only uh, two options for us being worse. Um we got to make a little survivor recommendations for everybody. We're on to week two. We took Washington with uh, 
you know, we, we, we did the gutty thing and took uh, Washington in week one. Uh, there weren't really any I, – I mean, I guess some people were probably Buffalo on the fight. You think people put, put the oh, – sorry. Oh, or, uh, or, or, or sorry. I'm thinking about last week. Sorry, yeah. I'm thinking about last week. I, I agree with you. I think I think it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. Um, but um, – I, I don't think there was. A, I guess the Bucks maybe would have been. A, uh, some people were probably on the Vikings, right, trying to sneak one in in Week One with the with the Vikings. Other than that, maybe the Denver Broncos. There, there maybe there were a couple of people thinking the yep. Broncos at home are the best spot. You see the Broncos, but those probably they, there's certainly no high percentage plays of of teams that uh, of, of picks that got uh, wiped out. Um, yeah, because, like, there's going to be better opportunities to use the Cowboys, and I know that they're a nine-point favorite, but that, that Jets defense, you know, uh, you know, Dak's been known to throw a pick or two, right? Um, so I could see the Jets being, like, a money line play from some certain fans. You're not taking the Niners as a big favorite on the road. Yeah, I, I guess we're, we're just locking in the Buffalo Bills, right, and, and then moving on to week three, hopefully. Yep. Yep. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, more apt no to play objections. Games. No. Yeah, and I don't. And yeah, and there's no, there's no mediocre game that you kind of want to see if you can sneak anybody past here. Like I'm not, I don't want the Broncos against the the Commanders in that type of scenario. So yeah, all right. So we're just locking in Buffalo for the survivor. What about Cowboys? No, there's gonna be better spots to play the Cowboys than than the Jets, right? I think the Jets, Jets could surprise you. The Raiders, like. This defense against Zach Wilson, we don't think that's the best spot we're going to get? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but, I mean, I, I, I think I would be, well, it's, well, all right, let's discuss this. Let's see. Um, I mean, they head to Arizona if you want to take the Cowboys on the road, which I don't know about that. Uh, they get Carolina. Oh, they, they, I mean, they're going to get Washington at home, right, at, at some point. The end so of the year. that. Yeah, like, well, they play Washington at home in, like, week, uh, let's see, 18, November 23rd, here we go, yeah. When... Yeah, so, yeah, so maybe maybe we save them, but then let me get a quick look at the Bills. Uh, is there a better spot to take the Bills down the road? Uh, let's see, Buffalo Bills and the schedule. They host the Buccaneers in October. They yeah. host the yeah, they host the Buccaneers. They're going to get to play the Jets, obviously. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, they are they, they lose to the Jets, but uh, yeah, I'm willing to be talked off it. Yeah, I'm willing to be talked out of, uh, out of it. I mean, do we just we're, are we locking in Buffalo here? I'm fine with Buffalo. I think we'll have a chance to play Dallas another mm-hmm. time. I, I think they're both. You're getting to the next week plays. Yeah. So you think, uh, Craig? You're okay with Buffalo? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. So we're locking in Buffalo for week three. All right, Craig, uh, one and four. You won week one. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week number two? Congratulations to me. Uh, I am going to take the New England Patriots. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. I would like the Bengals. I would like the Titans. And give me the Cardinals. Yeah. Ooh, nice. That's the final. Uh, I, 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 hmm? you know, the Giants. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving. I'm getting five and a half points to bet against the Giants on the road. 
after what happened last week. I think. That's yeah, I, I mean, gambling wise, I would wait for the six, but I, I don't mind you taking taking it with the five. Um, yeah, I like I like those picks. Uh, Billy, uh, week two, who you got? All right, I will take Minnesota on a way team on a Thursday. Normally hate it, like this one. Line's too high. Uh, I will take the Seahawks. I will take mm-hmm. the Jets. I will take the Saints. You said the Jets, right? Yep. Okay. New Orleans. Yep. Yep. And then lastly, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think it's got to be Cleveland. Okay, uh, I took all underdogs last week. I should have I, I should have forced in the Atlanta Falcons into my five, but I didn't. And even if I did, the only the only one I would have swapped them out for was the one I was the only one I got right anyway. So uh, either way, I was destined to go one and four. Uh, so here we are. Here are the bounce backs. I'm gonna lay the points with the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, as always, this is card subject to change. Uh, stick to the crossover pod. The official. Uh, Twitter account for the crossover podcast uh, at Empire six. Uh, in case we, we change these, I always tweet it out before the game start on Sunday. Uh, so I said, I'm laying the points with the chiefs and the bills, Craig, I'm joining you on the Falcons and the Patriots and bill. I'm going to join you on the Seahawks. So chiefs, bills, mm-hmm. Falcons, Patriots, Seahawks uh, for Matt Pierce in uh, week number two, uh, looking for a bounce back. Let's all, let's, let's just go purely five. Let, let's all go five, for, five for five and have our greatest week ever. Let's do that. Yep. Uh, crossover podcast available. The crossover podcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast. And we're on iTunes. Was rate and subscribe five stars only. Uh, and we're on uh, any podcatcher that you happen to, uh, we're on most podcatchers. If we're not email us at, at contact at the crossover podcast.com uh, and let us know. And we'll uh, get back to you and uh, get a, get on your favorite podcatcher if we're not on there. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Bill, Craig, thanks for doing this. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. I hope all your bets are winners, and we'll see you for week three. Take care, everybody.